thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Welcome. And we ask you, get hold of your Bible because I tell you what, we are releasing our faith with you for answers for your life, for insight for your life. And uh, I tell you what, when answers come from heaven, everything is solved, right? And so uh, we've been taking some time over the last episodes teaching on the mind and we are so thrilled to get to do that because every single one of us need to keep, pre- need to keep practicing yes. skill in our thought life, yeah. having the thoughts of the word, amen. Yeah. And so we've been using as our golden text, 2 Timothy chapter 1. In verse 7, Paul was writing to Timothy and he said, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Notice this is what God has given us. He didn't give us fear. He gave us a sound mind. So know this, fear is an enemy to a sound mind. But a sound mind is uh, the defense against the spirit of fear. And a sound mind is a renewed mind that we're renewing our minds with the Word of God because a sound mind thinks a certain way and a sound mind thinks in line with the Word and that is the renewing of the mind. And so renewing the mind means we're taking on God's way of thinking. And we aren't renewing our minds until we're living what the Word instructs us. It's not just um, memorizing certain verses or confessing them. And I believe in confession. That's an important part of the faith life. But also in in the confessing, it should lead us to the doing. Confession that doesn't lead to the doing is is not hitting the target. And so uh, a renewed mind is we're confessing the Word, but we're doing it in our everyday life. And that's when we know that our mind is being renewed with the Word of God. And do you know this? You never get done with the process of renewing the mind. It's an ongoing divine flow. Now we're also looking at Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11 in the Amplified Translation because in it we see how the renewed mind thinks. And it says, Paul is writing here and he says, not that I am implying that I was in any personal want for I have learned how to be content. Now this amplified translation tells us, gives us a definition of what is meant by this word content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. 
That's a renewed mind. That's a sound mind. What is it? It's an untroubled mind. It's not a mind that's, it's a mind that's disquieted. Amen. Um, And we have to see this is that we have to learn this. Paul said, I have learned. So it's a process and you don't learn anything without practicing it. Every day of your life, take the smaller things of your day, especially and use those opportunities to learn to be untroubled. Don't wait till the big crisis and emergencies of life come before you start practicing this. Practice it on the small, really more unimportant things of life, the things that are not a matter of life and death, right? And so we know this, that those who have a, those who have a thought life that is untroubled, uh, they've learned where to look. They've learned what to put their attention on and what not to put their attention on. Those with great faith have learned where you can be focused and where you can't be focused. Amen. Some Christians have turned their attention away from what God has made theirs. And then they're troubled and wonder why they're troubled. Well, we have to keep our attention on what God says is ours. Amen. So this part of renewing the mind is learning to hold your attention on the word. Mm -hmm. Because where your attention goes, your faith goes. Whatever your attention is on is what you're going to believe. You know, um, Adam and Eve, they were in the garden, of course, and they had authority. Adam had authority over that garden. And uh, the serpent started talking to Eve, and Adam was there with her. And... um, he started talking to her mm-hmm. and uh, she started listening. She gave the words her attention. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the more she listened, the longer she listened, the more his words made sense yeah. to her. Right. Yes. You listen to the wrong thing long enough and the wrong thing will start making sense to you. That's why you have to, you have to guard what you listen to. Yes. Right. Because wrong words have a deceptive ability with them. They can deceive you into thinking that you're thinking right. And uh, we see the outcome of that (laughs) with Adam and Eve, right? And so uh, we are doers of the word because if we're going to have a sound mind, we have to hold our attention on the word and off of circumstances. Amen. Amen. And so those, as I said, those who have a strong faith, a great faith are people who have learned that. Now, we're to hold our attention on the Word, and the Word is our help. Yes, right. Amen. Amen. The Word is our help. We have the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. Yes. But as we were talking about in the previous episode, there's another help that we have to holding our attention on the right thing, and that is the help of having right fellowship. Yes. Yes. Who you let speak into your life. It matters because when you need a miracle, you need somebody who's been practicing the thoughts of the word. When you need a miracle, I tell you what, you can't give room to anything else but what God says. And sometimes people's faith is weakened just because of the fellowship they keep. When you need a miracle... When you love the word and you honor the word, you find your faith, excuse me, your fellowship 
around those who love the word yeah. and honor the word. Yeah. Amen. Why? Because he sent his word and healed them. Right. Amen. It's the word that heals. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. It says he's delivered us from our destructions. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, if that's true, we need to stay in that flow. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Amen. Amen. And the thing that we were talking about in the previous episode is the, the right fellowship and the highest fellowship for your life is going to be found in the local church. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because that That's right. is a gathering of God's people. Amen. And where God's people gather, they honor and love the things of God. And so that's why you need to have a local church because it will be a strengthening and an encouragement to you yes. when your faith is called upon. Amen. When the circumstances of life, you need to know. One, one of the things that the word tells us that uh, if two on earth agree as touching anything they ask, it shall be done for them and my father, which is in heaven. In the local church is where you're going to find your agreeers. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. I wouldn't count on people at work. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes people you work with may be believers, and that's a blessing. But um, I would say this, that you're going to have a gathering of people in the local church who will be ready to agree. How do you agree? It's not easy to find someone that agrees if they haven't been taught what you've been taught. Yeah, if someone is taught completely different than what you're taught, it's not always going to be easy in that setting to find someone that agrees because sometimes they're taught a little differently. You need that local church that teaches you the word. I said you need a local church that teaches you the word. You say, Pastor Nancy, uh, I don't have, there is not a local church in my region that teaches the word. Then you start using your faith and believing God to send a pastor. Amen. Raise up one. Another thing, I would say 70% of our congregation moved from different places and locations to be where the church is because you know what? Finding a good local church is worth a move. <laughs> People will move across country for a job, for a pay increase, to be with family members. How much more to sit in the atmosphere of faith, to be in the place where miracles are happening, where you can be fed the word and your mind renewed because you need your sound mind. That's the mind God authored for you. And in the local church that is teaching the word, that's where that's going to be a help to the sound mind Amen. that you're Amen. getting a diet that a sound mind can feed on. Amen. 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 I want to again read in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, and I'm going to ask him to put up the King James translation. I'm going to read the Amplified in a moment. I want to first read the King James and I want to, I'll read off of that because I don't have those notes here with me. But Matthew chapter 9 verse 35, the King James translation says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Notice Jesus went to church. He was yes. teaching there, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And it says, And he was healing every sickness. Look at this. Every sickness and every disease among the people. Yeah. So notice their condition, mm -hmm. every sickness and every disease. Right. Yeah. Verse 36, but when he saw the multitudes, mm -hmm. when he saw the multitudes, 
He was moved with compassion on them because, look at this, because they fainted mm -hmm. and were scattered abroad. And then he tells why, as sheep having no shepherd. That's right. As sheep having no shepherd. Yeah. Sheep with no shepherd are very vulnerable. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Why? Because a sheep can have an owner, but if that owner doesn't put a shepherd with that sheep, that sheep is left to himself to try to find the right paths, the right places to feed, the right, the right food to feed on. And God is the, I tell you what, we've been bought with a price. We belong to the great shepherd, but he so cares for his sheep. He's not left us to navigate this world alone being self-taught. That's true. Amen. He gave us shepherds. Yes, yes that are under the, under the great shepherd. Yes. Amen. And that's Amen. to keep our life, to, to keep our lives safe. Well, I would say this, do you want to ride? Now see, we live in California and we have freeways and there's a lot of, a lot of traffic on those freeways. I do not want to get in the car with a self-taught driver. <laughs> nope, nope, no. I don't care how much you, you think you're good. I don't care how much you got a nice car. I don't even care how much you love your car and you love to drive. Being self-taught, I'm at risk. Being self-taught, others are at risk. God does not leave us to be self-taught. And you say, well, we have the Holy Ghost. Yes, but I, and thank God for that. And I don't diminish that, but the Holy Ghost will teach us through another man. Through the office of a pastor, he's going to teach us. And I will say this is it's easier to learn some, when somebody is standing in front of you that you can see and hear yes. and they can articulate and you can Amen. interact with them and ask questions. Yeah. It's going to be easier to progress yes. in some right. spiritual things. Amen. The Holy Spirit will teach you yeah. through an anointed man, anointed woman sitting in front of yes. you. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. And he will speak to you himself as well. Yeah. But I will say this is that we so needed a shepherd that Jesus gave us gifts. And a shepherd is one of those gifts yes. that he gave us. Now notice, I, look again at the King James, the condition of these people that they're in Matthew 9, 35 and 36. In verse 35, it says that he healed them of every sickness and every disease among the people. So notice there was every sickness and every disease represented among yeah. the people. Now look at the next verse in verse 36 and what does it tell us about their condition? It says they fainted. Yes. It says they were scattered. Yes. Yes. Fainted and scattered. Why? It tells us the next, next phrase, yeah. a sheep with no shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Fainting and scattered. Listen, we have a race to run. Yes. And uh, I don't, I'm like you, I don't want to faint in my race. I want to be refreshed in my race. Yes. I want to be trained and yes. taught in yes. my race. Yes. You can have a talented runner, but he'll go further with a teacher. Amen. He'll go further with a coach. Yeah. He'll go yeah. further with a trainer. Yes. Why? Because they're, they're helping him watch over his, his, his uh, running skills. Yes. Not only that, they are refreshing to him yeah. in the race. Yeah. Have you ever seen these marathon runners? Because listen, this race we're running, every one of us are called to a race. Mm -hmm. And this race that we're running, it's not a short distance race. Right. It is a marathon. Yeah. Right. 
And anytime you would see just in the natural, you can see a marathon runner. Mm -hmm. They will have sometimes the coaches, the trainers mm -hmm. that will come alongside in a, like a, a golf cart or yeah. some kind yeah. of vehicle and they'll, they'll, they'll call out to them their time. Speed up or slow down. You're going too fast of a pace. Yeah. You won't make it if you keep going the way you're going. Or they may hand them water or they may hand them something to refresh them. Or they may say, good going. You can do it. I don't care how tired you are. Keep going. You know, these are the things, the encouragement that comes from having a pastor and having the fellowship of those of like faith. Amen. 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 And a, to, to, to um, keep a sound mind in, in place, you need right fellowship. That's right. That's right. You need right fellowship. So it says that these sheep, that they were fainting. If you have someone who's running a marathon and they faint, guess what? They don't finish. I don't know about you. I don't want to just start what God has for me. I want to finish. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Yes. If we don't finish, doesn't matter we started. I want to finish. Yes. But I want to finish right. Yes. Amen. I want to finish right. And so having a pastor, they're anointed to keep us from fainting if we will listen to them. Yes. If we will listen, not just attend. Listen, it's not just showing up in a building that you're rescued. It's taking in and being a doer of what you hear. It's be about being a good student. And then not only that, it says this about them, that not only were they fainting, they were scattered. Sickness is the scattering of health. Lack is the scattering of prosperity. Divorce is the scattering of a... Of a of unity in a marriage. All these things that can break up the different arenas of our life. We need the anointing of a shepherd that will help us say, honey, you're not thinking right. Let me tell you what the word says. Let me help you with what the word says. Listen, in 25 years of pastoring, I'm so grateful for the lives that the anointing of the, uh, that's on the office of the pastor was able to rescue and and help and encourage. Amen. Amen. So thank God for that. Yes. And Jesus said they were sheep having no shepherd. Um, he, he specifies that shepherd's office, the pastoral office. All the offices are needed for to help the believer grow up balanced. We honor all the offices the apostle, the prophet, mm -hmm. the evangelist, the teacher. We honor all of those, but the pastor lives with the sheep. Yes. That's right. yes. The pastor has a particular role. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to look at the amplified translation of those verses in Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 mm -hmm. and 36. I want to see the wording here. It says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news, the gospel of the kingdom and curing all kinds of disease and every weakness and infirmity. When he saw the throngs, he was moved with pity and sympathy or as the King James said, compassion for them. Look at this, because they were bewildered, harassed, distressed, dejected and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Notice how much of this is pertaining to the mind. 
Yes, there were other arenas of their life that were harassed, but no doubt their minds were harassed. Yes. Yes. They were distressed. Possibly they had been physically distressed, financially distressed, but that also would include mentally distressed. All of these things that talk to, and so we're talking about a sound mind. Yes. To walk in the sound mind that Jesus made ours, we need the help of the anointing that's on a pastor. How many times I have walked by someone before a service and after a service, and just by walking past one of the congregation members, the word of the Lord would come to me. And he would say, this is their answer for what they need to go through, for what they're, what they're facing. And I would just say, I want to encourage you with this. And I'd give them the word. And it was their help. It didn't happen until I walked past them. Yeah. It didn't happen right. until they got, I got, they got in proximity yeah. of that pastoral anointing. Amen. Amen. To get in proximity. Amen. We don't have record of people being healed who were not in proximity of Jesus. In his earthly ministry, except for when someone would come to him on someone else's behalf. Remember the nobleman came for his son, the centurion came for his servant, and Jesus sent the word and healed them, but somebody got in proximity. Yes of the shepherd. And so when we get in proximity of the shepherd, then God will anoint them and give them help for our lives in their mouth. And even as a pastor, I had a pastor. I had someone that I was accountable to. Why? Because I don't want to faint in my race. Amen. And it's, it's not a legalistic thing. It is a protective, joyful thing. It's a gift. The word says that Jesus gave gifts unto men, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. These are gifts. They're not a dictators. They're not legalistic. They're not running our lives, but they are, they are assisting us in this race. Amen. Amen. They are an assist to living a life with a sound mind so that we're not just left to ourselves to be self-taught. Divine truths need divine help in being taught. Amen. Amen. These divine truths, they need a divine teacher. The Holy Spirit is that teacher, but also the Holy Spirit teaches through these offices that Jesus put in the church. People will say statements like, all I need is Jesus. That's all I need. Well, you have to qualify that because he is all you need for your redemption. No man needs to do anything further to bring you into Christ, to be born again, to make you a child of God. Jesus did it all. But once you come into his family, now you need to grow up. Now you need to develop. Now you need to be educated spiritually. And this is what he gave gifts for because you need more than Jesus for your maturing. You need the fivefold offices. You need the office of the pastor primarily. You need all the offices, but the primary office you need is the pastor because he lives with the sheep. The apostle doesn't live with the sheep primarily. And you know, if someone's starting a church and they may stay there for 
a couple of years, if they are the apostle of the church, they started, but they're going to, if they leave, they're going to have to put a pastor in. Somebody's got to stay with the sheep. Amen. So thank God for that pastoral office. And in that sheepfold, you're going to find the fellowship you need to have a sound mind. People who think right. People who think in line with the word. People who honor the word. People who love what you love. Because when you need a miracle, you've got to have right words coming into your life. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I tell you what, God will lead you to the right shepherd. You don't want to just go to the church that's closest to your house based on what are they teaching? What are they teaching? You know, none of us would sign our children up to send them to a school that taught them wrong. If they taught them three plus three is 18, brother, we got to get them out of that school because they're going to come up short in life, right? Well, even so, in a local church, you go where the word is taught or your life will come up short without the word. Amen. God will lead you where to go. Thank God for that. So he won't always, where he leads you might not be the most convenient, but I tell you what, it's a place for a miracle. It's the place where you can receive from God. And uh, I'm, when I need a miracle, it's not about convenience. It's about results. And I want to go to church to a church where I can get results. Amen. Pastor Nancy, how do I know if that's where God's leading me? You won't necessarily hear a voice, but when you walk in and you sit under the teaching of the word, you're fed. You're refreshed and you can tell, oh, I got satisfied within. Amen. Or it seems like home. I seem to fit here. The fit seems right. Well, that's where you want to be. And I tell you, in the emergencies of life, you have to know where your life should be. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. People say, well, I can be just as good a Christian as you can and go to church. You can't be like Jesus and not go to church. Did I say that right? I don't know that I said that right. Let me back up. People will say, I can be just as good a Christian as you are and not go to church. But you can't be like Jesus. Because it says in in Luke 4, 16, it says, And Jesus went to Nazareth where he was brought up, and he entered the synagogue, which was his custom or his habit. Jesus went to church. (laughs) And if the Son of God needed to go to church, (laughs) you as a Son of God need to go to church. Why? There's an assist and a help. And when he was 12 years old, and he got separated from his family when he was in Jerusalem. They looked for him for three days, found him in the church. And he says, did you not know I'd be in my father's house and about my father's business? Where was his father's business that time? In his house. In the father's house. Amen. Jesus, Jesus went to church. We go to church. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because that's an assist to our life. Well, I tell you what, another assist, it is a help to sit and be able to watch programs on the Victory Channel. I so appreciate Kenneth Copeland Ministries more than you know. One of the greatest honors of my life was to be allowed to come on this network and have them to invite us to come and be able to teach you. It's one of the greatest honors of my life. And I want you to know I so value that seed. 
And if you're not already, I would ask you to pray about becoming a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. They have sowed this airtime to us and what a seed. It's all for your benefit. And so I ask you to pray about that. Go to kennethcopelandministries.org, kcm.org, and see about signing up to be a partner. That would be a blessing. Amen. Amen. And until next time, we remind you, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DeframeMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Defrain Ministries for making this production possible.